is going on, everybody? What's going on? Welcome to the first ever episode of The Rundown, presented by the PFA, that is the Players Football Association. Along with my host, Chris Cousins, I am Brian Mitchum. Welcome to the show, everybody. Glad you are tuning in. Um, Looks like we have about, I don't know, 11 people watching right now. So um, I know we sent the invite out to way more people than that, so you guys better get in here and uh, um, start watching. So what's up, Chris? How you doing, man? Uh, man, happy New Year's to you, my guy. Yep, uh, thank you. Definitely, definitely happy to be, you know what I'm saying, back on our platform again, where we, where we do what we like to do the most. Um, yep. But, yeah, man, I'm just glad to be back at it, man. The, that, that, that nostalgia smell of semi-pro football is, is starting to become an air. We got these national championship games coming up. So uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, for you, man, um, I obviously now I'm in Florida, so uh, I'm not missing that cold-ass weather. And, and um, I, I, I looked at the weather earlier in Ohio, and it was said it was 32 degrees. And I'm like, man, uh, no, I'm glad I'm in Florida now. But I do miss uh, – you know, I will miss going to the games in, in uh, Fort Wayne area and the Indy area and stuff like that. But um, a thousand miles away, I'm still going to be uh, covering those games. So um, I mean, that's to, good for us now. You know, that's that's going to be good for us. So now we'll be able to still cover our teams that we got up there uh, yep. this week. It's going to be up there in Florida. So we'll still have a show for you guys to be able to see. And we'll have some live interviews. I know Brian's going to be reaching out to some of the coaches and players that are up there. And uh, yeah. Yeah, man, I'm excited. Uh, Daytona, sunny Daytona, Florida, but we'll get to that later. But um, um, so we have some guests tonight. Um, our first guest is going to be uh, director of the um, referees or officials for the PFA, and that's Andy Hamilton. He'll be on in a few minutes. Um, unfortunately, Daniel Palmer, his assistant, could not make it. Um, he got tied up with some work stuff. And then we also um, should be talking to T. Sims, the owner of the Detroit Ravens, who is going to be in that national championship game. And a, a crazy awesome matchup versus the Dallas Prime. That's going to be a heck of, heck of a game, um, you know. And then uh, uh, our buddy from the Sin City Bucks, P- defending PFA champions, uh, uh, will be on as well, talking to us. So um, we got some good guests lined up. So hopefully we can bring in some good content every week for the um, PFA teams and and the players and the owners and stuff like that. So um, we got back it up there, Brian, because the the uh, the Sin City Bucks, if I'm correct, did, did they not lose somebody today to two charges? Oh, you know what? I I'm, I I stand corrected. You're all I, right. I don't listen. We don't want to make no mistakes from giving nobody their championships. No, nope. <laughs> I apologize. I seen I seen a video of, of the owner with the rings. That's why I. I oh yeah, it. they they um. We'll get into the, we'll get into them when when, we, when I talk to Coach Rodney out. I can elaborate a little bit more on where where the rings came from, but you know what I'm saying they definitely got a good organization that came over to the PFA last year um, yeah. to even make it to the championship game. They first year in our league against the competition that they played um, over the schedule that they had. Definitely kudos to uh, um, Jordan Willer and uh, and the crew down there. Yep, yep. But we'll we'll get into that in a little bit later. But we're going to take a small, quick break, and uh, we'll bring Andy in, and uh, we'll be right back. Do you hear me, Andy?
Look at those teams. Look at those teams. Also, I want to definitely take time out to shout out the sponsors of the PFA. Also, I want to definitely take time out to shout out the sponsors of the PFA. Also, I'm going to definitely take time out to shout the sponsors of the PFA. Oh, and we're back, man. Uh, so, yeah, like I said before, um, our first guest is uh, Mr. Andy Hamilton, our director of officials for the PFA. So we're going to go ahead and bring him on and uh, talk to him a little bit. Hey, Andy, how you doing? Thanks for joining us. What's Hi, going on, Andy? Ah, not much, man. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. And uh, we always, uh, like I said, in the, in, you know, to the other, the teams and the owners and, and anybody in the staff, this show is for everybody. So, you know, um, if we don't hit you guys up and you want to come on and talk about something, just, you just let us know and we'll get you on. Um, but we're going to jump right into it, man. Thanks for stopping by to chat with us. And uh, um, this was really based on both you and Daniel being here. But like you, like I said, uh, Daniel got tied up with some work stuff. Um, and we totally understand that. So he will always catch up with him uh, um, next time. So, yeah, uh, we'll get him man. He, he's sorry. He can't make it. Um, he's a, uh, for those that don't know him, he's a uh, attorney here in the state of Ohio. So he had some issues with a client come up and he had to go handle that. And I told him, man, I completely understand. Hey, Hey, uh, clients come first. Cause they pay the bills, right? Yeah. There you go, man. <laughs> <laughs> so um but anyways uh andy so tell us a little bit about how you got into referee and football um and to where you're at i know you have a lot of things going on with that and for the pfa but we'll start off with that question first um give us a little background about your history with refing and sports or anything like that yeah um i'm coming up on i want to say it's year 16 um officiating football now um, I got into it because originally I just wanted to get away to I could stay involved in the game and I was looking into coaching. Um, but at the time, um, in order to be a coach, you had to be a teacher of some sort. And mm. you know that just wasn't my path. Um, so you know, I reached out to the state of Ohio, the Ohio High School Athletic Association, and they're the ones that told me about officiating. and um, it kind of just took off from there. Um, you know, I joined some local associations and I started out doing youth and then junior high and then high school. Um, and then after quite a, a few years doing that, um, I got the interest in wanting to get to that next level. Uh, so then I started working some college games and stuff. And, um, I knew some people that had done some semi-pro stuff and I started dabbing into that. And, you know, one thing just led to another and, you know, kind of here we are, you know, 15, 16 years later. So it's been quite a journey, but um, having a blast every step of the way. Awesome, man. Well, Andy, with that experience that you do bring to the PFA, um, I know Dunk is definitely happy about that. Um, yeah. What is basically between you and Daniel, what is what are you guys' roles? Um, as far as what are you guys overseeing in the PFA as far as officiating? So, you know, the the thing about semi-pro and, you know, the, and you guys know it from covering it and stuff like that. You know, we hear all the time, you know, that the players, you know, they don't know who these officials are or, you know, are they certified? Are they this? Are they that? And over the years experience, what I've seen is a lot of times some of these guys are just put together type crews. You know, they they 
don't really know the rules, um, you know, and we're out to change that. You know, there last year when we were doing stuff, we were vetting some officials and some of the officials that we vetted, we found out weren't even qualified to do high school games. They oh, just wow. weren't certified. Um, we found out some of them just did Pop Warner leagues. So they didn't know the rules. So our job is to make sure that the officials are good quality officials. They're doing it for the right reasons. And, you know, we want to help get them to that next level. And I would say the majority of the officials that we have now um, either do upper level high school or they do uh, college at some level. Um, on our staff, we have officials that do Division three, Division two, and Division one type college. And so it's just getting that level because the way that the game's going now and the players and stuff like that that we have in this um, organization, they deserve good quality officials. You know, the the players themselves, they they practice and they put on a real show and it's only fair that they get the games called correctly. So it's my job and Palmer's job to make sure that we put the correct officials on the correct games if there's any education that needs to be done or anything like that with the officials, we're here for that. Uh, mm -hmm. We're there to, you know, make sure that they are corrected. They know the rules. And then we're also here for the players and the coaches. That way we can help explain stuff to them. You know, I, I actually visited a couple of teams last year, you know, that they just didn't understand from an officiating standpoint why certain things are called a certain way or why we don't call, why the whole philosophy aspect of it. And once I took the time to talk to him, it was like a light bulb went off. And they're like, oh, well, I get that now. They're right. holding on every single play, but did it affect the play? And then when it comes to holding, just, you know, one thing to think of is, you know, well, what type of different holds are there? Because a lot of times players will come up to me and they'll be like, man, I was held. And I'm like, well, you can't do that. I was like, what What kind of hold was it? Can you tell me? Um, well, as the offensive lineman, Andy, I'm here to tell you that holding is prevalent. Yeah. Right, right. Well, and, see, and that's, that's what I'm saying. But what a lot of people don't realize <laughs> is, like, I had to learn this at the college level. Like, when I see somebody that holds, it's not sufficient for me to go to my coordinator and say, hey, number 77 held. We actually have to say, okay, number 77 was beat at the point of attack, and it was grab and restrict or he hooked and turned them. So just simply going up to a coach or something and going, eh, he held. We don't do that. You know, so that's the type of stuff that we're trying to get all of the officials across the board, you know, to, to hone in on. And and one thing I, I forgot to point out, and I, I think I'm, you could tell me if I'm wrong or not. You guys wear body cams, correct? We do. Um, that was something that uh, we tested last year and it was, it was great. It, it it eliminated a lot of, well, this this person said this or this person did that because the film don't lie. Right. The other thing that we were able to do with it, we were actually able to use it for educational purposes. You know, I, we could show them, you know, they'd be like, oh, I, I didn't hold or, or that hit wasn't what you said it was. And then when we show them the film, they're like, OK, I get right. it. Now. I can't, I can't deny it. it from that perspective. Right. Right. Um, so how 
how do you how do you and Daniel plan to handle questionable calls or issues that rise up in with with the refing crews? Because no one's perfect. We know refs make mistakes, but we also know that players get heated and and yeah. um, get angry and and stuff because you know whether a call was not their way or it should have went their way and the ref missed it, mm-hmm. whatever reason. How do you guys plan on um, taking care of issues that may arise, especially if you're not at that game or something yeah. like that? You know. Yeah. It's all about education. You know, we we want to look at the film and see was it, you know, what was it a judgment call? Was it, you know, did they just completely miss it? Was it an angle thing? You, you know, what happened? You know, they might have been looking over in this area when in all actuality they should have been looking over here. So that right there is a type of educational thing that we can do. So, you know, we don't just want to hammer somebody, but we want to correct them and take those corrective steps to help these individuals. Right. Um, So that's one thing that we want to do with that. The other thing, like I said, the big thing is, is also educating the players on, hey, I know you want to do it this way, but here's an officiating part. Here's this aspect of it. This is why you can't do this or this is why you can do it this way. It's just, it's all about educating. And that's, that's what we plan on doing with that. We plan on reviewing film every week, um, you know, and we're actually encouraging teams to where if they have a play that they don't think was called correctly, let us know about it because you don't know what you don't know. And the official, even, you know, like you said, we're human. They might not know that, Hey, I should be looking this area or maybe I just need to watch just a little bit longer to see that extra action or, you know, something like that. So. Well, I guess my next question is Andy, that's, I'm glad that you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you just made this huge announcement that, you know, we're about to have this uh, showcase of teams mm-hmm. with these, this referees. Could you elaborate and tell us a little bit more about that and exactly like what's going to be happening? Yeah, absolutely. So we, we partnered up uh, with a, a, a group that in Southwest Ohio that is putting on a college officiating clinic. And this clinic is designed for officials that currently do college football officiating at the D3, D2 level. And they're looking to take that next step to the D1 level. So the PFA, they're going to be supplying all eight of the teams to get the on-field um, type of action, I guess you could say. And it's going to be actual games that are played. And they're going to have um, uh, coordinators from like the Big Ten, the ACC, the SEC. I think uh, we got a couple from the NFL that's coming out. Um, and they're actually going to be on the field watching the officials and then critiquing them as the game goes on. So they're going to be saying, hey, you know, on this type of play, you need to be up here. You need to be moving. You you know, you should be looking here. You should be doing that. And the PFA is going to be the one going forward, too, that supplies the teams for them. So that's just another opportunity that we're able to help this thing grow. Mm-hmm. It's it's all about, as you guys know, networking, you know, exactly. just getting your names out there and then getting the old uh, mentality and the old opinion of semi-pro away. That's been yeah. my battle. That's that everybody's was- battle. And honestly, that's everybody's battle. That's Dunk's battle. That's our battle as media. Yep. I mean, because, you know, when you when someone says, oh, there's a semi-pro team, it, people look at you like you're crazy and you're speaking a foreign language because the, the stigma that semi-pro has behind it, fighting, thug mentality, 
I Correct. mean, let's let's be honest, you know, um, because there's been so many instances in the past couple of years where guns are pulled and and fights broke out. And I mean, I've I've been involved with teams where it had, you know, stuff like that happen and it cost a team having to fold. So um, it's 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 hard. It's a battle. It's a it's a never ending battle. It seems like no matter no matter what you try to do, but I mean, you're fighting a good fight. We're as PFAs fighting a good fight, you know, trying to, trying to change that mentality and give it a. Correct. And I think by doing something like this, it, it's in, like I told Dunk, you know, this right here with the eight teams, it's almost like an audition, so to speak, because you're going to mm -hmm. have, we literally have um, last I heard it's over 200 and some officials that wow. are coming to this clinic and they're from all across the country. So by them doing that, then when I reach out to them and I'm like, hey, you want to do some of these games? They can be like, oh, it's not like what I thought it was. It's right. legit, you know, and and then my other goal is, you know, and again, this is long term to where these officials, you know, we all talk to the coaches, you know, the college coaches and stuff. So it would be an amazing thing for them to be like, hey, you know, we officiated this team. This guy's probably still eligible and he's got a lot of talent you might right. want to take a look at them mm. and then it gives that person an opportunity. So again, right. it, it's all about that networking and stuff. And I can't think of any other organization out there right now that has something like this in place and are trying to do it the right way. Well, I think it's a good thing, not only for our league, but also for the players in general and the coaches and the organizations, because you'll be able to be in um, a controlled atmosphere with the referees Mm -hmm. To actually ask some some questions, you know what I'm saying, on calls. You know, these Correct. games don't count, but it's the more so the the practice that we can get of asking those questions, having those conversations. Um, those referees seeing that, you know, semi-pro is not what it has been known to be. Um, it's a different vibe now. So I think all those things uh, considered, I think it's a, it's a great idea. I can't wait for it to go down. Um, and report on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. And like I said, you know, I, we're human. You know, we're, we're going to make mistakes. The officials are going to make mistakes. The players are going to make mistakes. But at the end of the day, it's all about the love of the game. It's, right. it's, it's why we do it. So as long as, and I know that you're going to have that competitive edge and stuff like that. And, you know, we get there too, even as officials. You know, I want to, you know, I'll never work a perfect game. I like to think that I could, but I just right. know that I won't. And I know I'm going to miss stuff. And I'm the type of person where if I miss a call, I'll tell you, like as a lineman, you may come up to me and go, hey, man, uh, that dude just held me. And I'll be like, you know what? I might have missed that one, bro. And you know, just roll with it, you know? There, uh, hey, Andy, someone in the chat said he's still salty about you kicking him out of the Racine game. But he's, he he uh, he also said that you're very passionate. Um, he was he put laughy crying faces on it. So he you know he, yeah that did, that was a Maurice, good game and yeah hey, who who was it Maurice uh, I don't know it says Maurice Momo I don't know who it is but oh, I know uh, who it is it, yeah oh Maurice Lovett Senior yeah I just put I, his I, little comment up there I, <laughs> he got a little mouthy um and, and and that's what I'm saying but. Nah, he's a solid dude, man. And, and you know, honestly, I've learned a lot from him. I was just talking to Dunk about that the other day. I was like, man, I was like, when I first met him, like, he was just, like, on me. I was like, but uh, <laughs> he's a good dude. He really is. He's just one of those um, that, you know, he's very vocal. Um, but nah, man, he's he's good. 
He's good. Yeah. Um, I just I, I figured I would tell you that because I figured you would chuckle while that. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. So uh, for 2024, Andy, what are you guys tr- planning to implement that you knew to this year that you didn't have in 2023? And what are you looking to improve on stuff that happened in 2023? Like, what are you looking to improve on? Well, the one of the big things that we're doing, we, we tried it last year, but I'm going to hit harder on the coaches this year on this, is the rating system. What we do is at the end of each game, we will have the coaches rate each official. Mm-hmm. And then going into the playoffs, the highest rated officials will be the ones working the playoffs. And then obviously the highest rated officials out of all of that will be the ones working the championship game. Um, I want that to be more consistent. Um, and then the other thing that we're wanting to do is we're wanting to have weekly calls with the crew chiefs this year. Um, that way, if, you know, I see, because I'm looking at the data because I kept a track of specific penalties, basically anything that was 15 yards or greater that an official called, I was able to keep track of that. So there's some of them going into the season. I seen, Hey, this official called a lot of DPIs. Well, I understand there's DPIs, but I want to have extra training on that for them because they were heavy on that. Yeah. Or they were heavy on holding. I want to have some extra training on that. Um, so I'd say those are my goals is, you know, to get, you know, just the calls more accurate, I guess I should say, um, and increase the training for the officials. Uh, Andy, I'm going to come from the – that was more of the coaches. That I'm going to come from a player aspect. As yeah, go player, ahead. I'm new to the PFA. Mm-hmm. I'm stepping fresh foot on the field. What can I not do? Or what can I do? Let's say that. What can I do to not get kicked out? What can I do? <laughs> that is great. And, and, and over talk. That, that is great. And honestly, I, I, and this is what I tell people all the time. The biggest thing that causes players to get kicked out is the way that they come at the official about complaining. Okay. I try to tell people there's a right way to complain and a wrong way to complain. So it's just human nature. If you come at me and you're like, bro, you just totally missed that. I don't know what the hell you were watching, but you know, it's human nature. I'm going to be like, okay, I can't wait for the next one to get you. And if I see you teeter tottering and I see something where it's 50 50, where I can go, uh, I can let that go or uh, I'm going to have to get them on it. You know that I'm going to be like, oh, I got you now, bro. Right, right. <laughs> but if you come up to me and you go, hey, man, um, you know, I, this guy's holding me or whatever. Do you care to just just keep it, keep an eye on it? And I'd be like, hey, what's his number? What happened? And then I will take a look at that. It's all about communication. I tell people that all the time. If you have a question, ask the question. Now, mm-hmm. it might take me a play or two to get to you, but just give me that time and give me the respect. It's the same thing like, you know, you wouldn't want an official coming up to you and going, bro, you completely missed that block. Like, you <laughs> look like trash. You know, you'd be like, who are you to tell me? Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? So it's just be professional. You know, you're going to get heated. We're going to miss calls, but we're not going to do it on purpose, you know? So that that would be the big thing, just communication. Okay. 
I de- I'm, I'm the world's biggest, you know, trash talker. I've had a lot of run-ins with referees before. And, yeah. I mean, what you're saying is absolutely right. I mean, it's how, it's how you conduct yourself on the field and how you approach a person, you know what I'm saying, and say certain things. I've, I've had my fair share of nice conversations with referees. I've had my fair share of yeah. not-so-nice conversations with <laughs> referees. But um, communication, I, I definitely agree with you on that. Communication well, is definitely a, a big well, thing for us. I, I will tell you, and, I, and you know, I, I won't bring the official's name up, but I was given an official a chance last year with an experienced crew and he chose to get um, a little mouthy uh, mm. with the head coach. And I thought that it was very unprofessional. Um, and he admitted to what he said, but I actually fired him from the staff because of that. So I don't want people listening, thinking that, oh, well, the players have to talk this. You know, we hold the officials to a higher standard. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I expect them to have the utmost respect towards you guys that's another thing with the body cameras you know i want to see how was it said what was it professional and stuff like that um so yeah 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 i'm actually glad that we actually do implement the body cam system for our league um like you said i think it's a good teaching tool for not only the referees but also the players um so we can actually see what you guys are seeing you know what i mean so it's not just like man you didn't see that but now we can actually see what you're looking at so yeah i'm i'm you know your body get your body cam is going to face wherever you're facing so what i might be yelling at you about might have been you know on the other side of the field you can't see that correct and we, we had a couple of instances where we had to pull the body cam and we actually had to show people be like hey i understand you're saying this but look at what i was looking at and they're like all right all right, all right. I guess yeah, <laughs> it's been a huge success so far we we love the body cam stuff it's I think it's a great. I think it's a great idea, and it's a great implement into. Especially, I'm not gonna lie, semi pro. There's so many games, arguments over calls, this, this, that, this, doing that, this, that. Being able to finally have some type of video footage mm-hmm. to use um, to either prove your point or to you know just uh, get a solution, a resolution for the situation. Uh, it's going to be best for all parties involved. So us implementing that into the PFA, I think it's a, it's a, it's a great thing. Yep. Absolutely. I agree. And I, again, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this season. I, I think it's going to be great. And we got a lot of talent and you know, it, it, it's going to be a good season, dude. I mean, you guys are going to have a lot to report on. It's definitely going to be. Some fun. <laughs> hey, I'm excited to actually have content to put onto the podcast. That's for sure. I'm excited to bro. It ain't going to be boring. I mean, dude, you'll have a field day just with them body camp. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> we'll be putting top five ref blow call, uh, top five plays the ref blue of the week. You know, yeah, the, body and, camp you know I won't, if you want me to come on here and uh, you know, me try to give my little spin on it, I'd be fine with that too. I don't care yeah. to break it down from an official hey hey that sounds like a segment to me i'm I'm serious hey yeah we should do we'll we'll come up we're gonna come up with some segments we'll put like andy's corner or andy's yeah or between the lines with andy or something i don't know we'll figure something out and if we mess it up the official messes it up then i'll i'll own it you know i mean because ultimately any official that works the pfa they're you know they're representing me when i can't be there they're representing me and palmer so you know if an official makes a mistake we'll own it you know, but we'll learn from it and uh, we'll get it correct for the next time. 
Hey, just remember, you couldn't – the ref, refs uh, refing minor league football couldn't be doing any worse than the NFL refs, so we're good. <laughs> I mean, we're true. a step and ahead they, of them. And they have instant replay. They yeah. Have instant replay. And, and, you know, the, the thing about instant replay that cracks me up, though, like I'll watch it. And, again, I'm looking at it different. You know, I'm looking at it from an officiating standpoint. When I see this stuff going on and they're like, well, let's take a look at the replay, and then they have to replay it like 10 times, and they're like, uh, I don't know. And I'm like, that official didn't have that when he made that call. Like, he had to make it right now. Right. So it is tough to make some of these calls. I mean, just with the way the speed is, the strength, and just everything going on, um, it's it's unreal. And the other thing that I do, and and I'd like to bring this up, is if any player um, wants to learn to become an official, we can do that. We can actually get them certified. So then when you're not of, you know, working during the season, you can work as an official like in August when the semi-pro season is done. And not only does it help keep you in that game that, but also as a player, it takes you to that next level. Because now you're understanding, okay, here's the philosophy behind this rule. And then you also learn how to finagle, you know, some of the rules and stuff. And then plus to your point, Chris, uh, if you get an official that doesn't know what he's talking about, you call him out on it, bro. Because he can't be like, are you an official? You can be like, well, actually I am. Yeah, I dabble. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Pull out your credentials. Yeah. Yep. But, um, well, Andy, thank uh, thank you so much for joining us and giving us a little bit of background about what's what to expect for the officials this year from the PFA, and we'll definitely uh, get you on. I think we'll come up with a segment uh, for you to have. You know, you can uh, pick a body cam play, and we can um, play it on here, and you can just you know we'll have some fun with it probably. And uh, um, but anytime you want to come on and talk, man, just let me or Chris know, and uh, we'll get you back on. I sure will. I appreciate it. You guys have a good night. You too. All right, Andy. We'll see you, man. Awesome, man. That was a uh, that was Andy Sims, the director of officials. I mean, very knowledgeable. Um, but uh, um, definitely uh, lucky to have him in the PFA as the director of officials, and um, um, I think he's uh, very passionate about what he does. He can, you can tell by the way he talks about football and, and refing. So, um, but let's let's talk about this upcoming uh, battle of the Goliath teams, uh, Detroit Ravens. And the Dallas Prime, Chris, because T. Sims is getting ready to come on from the Detroit Ravens. I know he has practice tonight, so we'll try to get him on here in, in just a second. Okay. But, uh, I mean, coming up on the 13th of January in Daytona, Florida, um, it's the national, the, the official national championship game between the Dallas Prime, which we all know has been one of the top teams in the country for, I don't know, four or five years, at least from, from what I saw. And then you got the historic uh, Detroit Ravens. Um, who have also nine been straight, nine straight national champions. Exactly. So without further ado, we're going to bring uh, Mr. T Sims on because I know he has practice. I don't want to hold him up. T, how you doing, sir? Thank you so much on, for uh, dropping What's by going the rundown. What's going on, fellas? How you doing? Not much. How are you? All right. All right. Hey, um, so we, you know, we're talking about this uh, matchup you guys have against Dallas Prime. Obviously, it's a, it's going to be a big game. Probably a action-packed game. You guys are nine straight national championships. There you go. Got your trophy room right there. Um, just, just in case no one believes them, I, I believe them. But I mean, uh, tell us. Uh, I know you got some. I know you got practice tonight. But give us a little history on just a quick history on the Detroit Ravens. Um, 
we started in 2005 from our uh, late owner, Jason Curtis. Um, Jason Curtis founded the team to give inner city kids a second chance, which which we've done. We're uh, 20 plus kids uh, back to school, some USFL, um, Division, Division One college, JUCO. We got college graduates. So the goal prior to winning was to give those kids and, and young men that second chance, which I think we've accomplished. And uh, that's the ultimate goal, just to uh, be that bridge. So we're, we're winning on that aspect. And, um, you know, with that comes winning on the field, So, which we take a lot of pride in. So we take pride in both. Awesome. Well, Coach, I've been I've been around some our pro uh, about them, and I've been of a couple teams, you know, OGK, you know, the Pitbulls. You know, we played against you guys. What helped really sustain y'all success over this, just the longevity? Because you know, just like I know, organizations can come, win, win for a couple years, and then all of a sudden the bottom fall out of it. Yep. So what makes what makes Detroit Ravens so special, man? Because y'all been around for for quite some time, bro. We we stick to our formula. We stick to our guns. Um, we we coach we play we practice with integrity so we do have rules that we follow you know from from top to bottom from the superstar you know if we got team fees or whatever it is a mandatory practice if you don't come you can't start or if you don't pay your money you can't play we try to hold everybody accountable so um once you start uh cutting corners then that's what you get you get that temporary success mm -hmm. so we've been grinding from the beginning so that's why we kind of you know, it, it's been longevity behind it because we stick to our guns. So I was just, I would just say, uh, stand true to who we are. That's awesome. Cause I mean, you say, you say hold people accountable and, and, and I've been around, um, my semi pro for a couple of years and, and just that in that statement alone is half the battle. I feel like, you know, cause it, it, a lot of people, you know, like you said, they don't want to pay their dues, but they still expect to play or they don't show for practice, but they still expect to play. You can't win nine national championships and have that formula. So kudos to you guys for sticking to that and uh, um, being a model, really, for franchise, you know, organizations that want to succeed and, and be around long term. You know, um, but on another note, how how is the prep for the Dallas Prime matchup going? You don't have to give us any of your game plan, obviously, but I mean, um, how's that going for you, sir? Uh, pretty good, man. We just ready to play, so we. Well, we one week out, well, a week and a couple of days. Yep. So we, you know, we're ready to get to it. It's been a lot of talk, which which it should be. It should be hyped up. Um, they they're on a 46 game winning streak. We're on a 26 game winning streak. So somebody gotta come out on top. So uh, we're just ready to play. Yep. Yeah. Now, now, coach, like I said, with my experience of playing with you guys, I know y'all bring the wood. You know what I mean? I know y'all come to play every down. I respect that about you guys' as team. What do you think is going to be some of the things you guys are going to have to do to beat this prime team? I mean, because I mean, y'all kind of evenly matched. You know what I mean? Like this, this is a juggernaut. This is a juggernaut fight. But I'm here for it though. Okay. Okay. So what do you, what do you think? What are some of the keys that you guys you think that you as a team you guys are going to have to make sure you guys do in in that game to make sure you guys come out with the dub? Um, play sound football. I mean, football one. Even at football at its highest highest level, it come down to the basics. Um, you saw Michigan and Alabama. Um, it came down to special teams. You know, mm -hmm. Michigan let Alabama in the game by a couple of special teams mistakes. Um, it came down to controlling the line of scrimmage, uh, just playing sound football. So, 
Uh, I don't I don't think it's no you know secret formula or anything to beating anybody. We just play big boy football. We we gonna you know play football in all aspects. We're gonna play four quarters of football. Um talking don't win you know game. So we know once I mean the talking is fine on the internet and everything, but once that whistle blow, we there to play football. So um I mean what what did what does uh, the prime bring to the field that you guys um are not used to seeing or that you have to just uh be on top of um they talk more than any team we've ever played <laughs> well talk, no, we all know talk is cheap <laughs> they right? talk a lot no um i mean any team that's won 46 games they, they got to be doing something uh good and i know they stepped out, outside of texas to win some of those 46 so they played a team from oklahoma um a team from St. Louis, uh, Missouri, or some part of Missouri in, in, in two of those nationals. I don't know about the third one. Um, so, obviously, they're doing some good things, man. Um, props to them. But um, I think we've seen – I think that's the benefit of being with us. We've seen almost every type of football team. Uh, we, we've been in every type of football game. I don't know if they can say the same thing and say they've seen every type of team um, and been in every type of game. So I think we just coming into it with the experience. Okay. Now I got to ask this question, Coach. Um, I know a lot of people might want to – they got their opinions. Okay. Detroit Ravens, Motor City Outlaws, Motor City Rams. It's a lot of Michigan – it's a lot of Detroit teams. Who mm -hmm. are the deep? I mean – we the number one team in the nation. How are we not? Right. I, 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 you say, coach. <laughs> I mean, I think I think at this point that that's that's like not even. I mean, is 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 Jay Z popular in Brooklyn? You know what I'm saying? Jay Z, he's going for the world. Hey, so enough said. This, enough said. Yeah. At this point, we we passed just Detroit. We actually don't even look at like that no more. Our goals is always to win the national. Well, now you got to win your league before right. you can win national, but. Oh, That's say not that again, even. Say, say that, that again. again. Wait, wait. People in the oh, back they hear you. Oh, one hundred percent. You got to be a league champion to win a national championship. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. We just we just to make sure that me and Chris weren't the only ones that believe that uh, rule. Yeah, yeah. But um, but uh, besides the the Tona game, uh, Coach, um, you guys are officially in the PFA now. Um, last year was a crazy year. We all know uh, two leagues came together to play a, a schedule, and you guys were in a different league than you know the PF. You played the PFA teams and stuff. So what made you guys fully commit to the PFA this year? Um, we already had a good partnership last year. We, we started a, you know, a, a open relationship. So I just, I just think it'll, it'll only be right if we go ahead and top it off, uh, make one champion, try to bring that uh, Michigan, Ohio. That's what, that's what I wanted to do. When I first started, you had the Michigan, Ohio, well, I played in the MCFL was the first big league, which was mm -hmm. Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, um, may have been a couple other states, uh, Illinois. So you had that whole little Midwest area. A lot of the top teams was in the same uh, conference, same league. So then it kind of branched off to Michigan, Ohio. We played in the Michigan, Illinois before. But we were hoping this would kind of open up that branch to that Michigan, Ohio and get that back going. Maybe have an Ohio division, a Michigan division. And then you win through Ohio, you win through Michigan, we play each other in the championship. Just something of this sort. Any other states is welcome too, Indiana. But I think uh, it's over the years it's kind of got broken up where it's a lot of different leagues for whatever different reasons. Too many damn leagues. Uh, 
Yeah, let's <laughs> let's go ahead and kind of condense it. We all get in the same league. That way you had that one champion out of the Midwest. And then when we go to Florida, we're playing whoever the champion is from the West Coast or the South. Yeah. So you know undeniably, who the yeah. Yeah, yeah. undeniably who that definitely team in the area is. Because we got 21 teams. You saw, you know, Duck made the post. We got 21 teams in Ohio. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, and there, I mean, there's yeah, probably close to that many different leagues. Close to that many different leagues. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that, Coach. I I, I like clarity. I, I like sure. I, I don't like a lot of national champions. I like one. Right. So I'm glad that honestly, you guys are playing in prime. Oh yeah, that's a national championship game for sure. That's that's a that's a big boy game. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I'm glad that's on the books. I'm glad we're gonna be able to get some film and footage, you know, because you like the boogeyman. You know what I'm saying, y'all? You know, we, we don't get to see too much, so I'm glad we're gonna have some footage on, to see what go down. <laughs> so we oh, can yeah. be able to come and tell the people, you know, what I'm saying how it went. So, uh, oh yeah, we glad to have you. Glad you know you came on the show. I know we gotta get, get you to practice so you can get get them boys together. But anytime, coach, we love to have you back home, man. Oh yeah. Any other, anything else? I got about two, three more minutes. Any any questions? Um, anything? Appreciate y'all. Um, no, we'll I mean, we'll definitely catch up with you in Florida. I, I live in Florida now, so um, I'm yeah, about to see him, Brian, when you get up there. You know, we got a whole show. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, come on, come on the live show from the field and get some of your players, you know, some of your key players or whoever wants to be on the show. We'll, we'll talk to them before the game or um, we'll do a post game or something after you guys are holding that trophy up. Um, and uh, definitely uh, anytime you want to come on, anytime the players or any coaches or anything like that, just let me or Chris know and we'll get you on, man. This this podcast is for you guys, and this is why we're doing it. So, For sure, man. Um, thank you, and uh, good luck on you know future success. You too, All sir. Right, All right. That was, uh, I can't wait, man. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna be an awesome game. I'm, I mean, awesome I'm, game, bro. I mean, I'm glad. I, play, I, played, against, I played against Detroit, bro. They, when he says – they play grown man football, bro. They play grown man football. I've, I've, I've seen, heard stories. I've of seen it. footage of Prime, so I'm kind of. It's going to be a what do you call it a a a will of a will of will a wilt. Right. Is that is that is that, is that is that I'm saying it right? I don't know. Battle battle of wills. A battle of wills. There it is. Thank, there thank you, Brian. That's why you're on. Um, <laughs> a battle of wills. I have it's my moments, a but of wills, uh, for sure, for sure. And they're gonna play all four quarters. Matter of fact, we play when I played them. We actually win in overtime. Oh, so it's like they're. They're going to play until the final whistle blows and the game is over. So I, I I've heard that. stories of of like teams from Fort Wayne. Uh, you know, when I was working for them, going to play Detroit and getting this this spanking put on them, like you know, double digits to like zero. So I know I know the history that, and they're not they're not no uh, uh, they're they're going to bring it. So um, for sure. it's going to be a great game. Um, but before we get to our next guest, uh, um, there was an announcement, and it's kind of been buzzing the words the word uh transfer portal's been brought up and uh i'm gonna play this clip and then you'll know why once it's done Queen City Raiders are back, obviously, and um, they've been breaking the internet with the the 
rumor of they're paying players, and you know, good for them if they are. I, I don't, I can't deny because I saw my pros coming to dogs. Just because I saw it on the internet doesn't mean it's true, right? Um, but that's going to be an interesting. And just, um, and just because they say they're paying players doesn't mean that they really that they paying paying now. Again, this is semi pro. Right, right. Understand the semi in front of it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um our next guest is uh um the head coach co-owner of the sin city bucks yes sir um, i'm gonna let chris introduce him and i'll bring him on this is this is i'm so glad we have this man on this is mr ronde wheeler <laughs> head coach you know head coach owner you know spokesman philanthropist <laughs> <laughs> back to back BCFL champions. You know what I mean? Been a, listen, been only in the game for three years. Am I right? We're going into our uh, fourth four, season. Our four, four oh, season. wow. Been yeah. in three championship games? Yes, sir. Yeah. So, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, you got something cooking. You got right. something cooking over there. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thankfully, he brought the talents over to the PFA. And um, Be right. without further ado, I give you all, Mr. Coach, Rondé Wheeler. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much for having me. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on, hang on. Uh, you caught me off guard, but we'll. We got, do we got that? Yeah. There we go. You got you to warn me before you start clapping, Chris. I mean, this I'm first sorry, show, I'm sorry. First show, new, we'll, we'll get the, sorry, we'll get the new, wheels. New buttons and stuff. This is all new for us this year. Right. Um, well, well, thank you for uh, Mr. Wheeler. Thanks for uh, jumping on, and um, we got you last minute, so we appreciate it. And anytime you want to come on and chat, we always uh, appreciate volunteers. Um, so, um, how, how's your night going? Uh, uh, you know, it's uh, I work third shift, so I'm about up around this time. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> Me and you on the same page, Coach. I'm, I'm a night out. I used to be. I used to be, and I'm back to getting up. My wife's my wife's an RN, so she gets up at three o'clock to be worked by eight. So I'm up with her. So I'm technically a third shifter, kind of, but I can go back to sleep on some days. But um, <laughs> but thanks for joining us. Um, you've been a busy man getting an organization ready for an upcoming up, upcoming season. Um, I wanted to start off by asking you about last year in the PFA, uh, your first season. Um, in the league, what were your takeaways for it from it? Um, it was it was what we expected. Um, talking to Dunk and uh, John uh, the previous season, uh, we just wanted to play different teams, and we didn't care who it was. We were taking on all comers, um, as evident. Racine. <laughs> um, and going into this uh, season, I told Dunk, don't want no easy schedule. Give us the same schedule, if not harder. Um, now that we got the big boys over here with us, you know, I got my got my work cut out for me. Well, I definitely wanted to bring that up because, uh, you know, I, I covered you guys last year um, as well. And you guys had a gauntlet schedule, man. A gauntlet of a schedule. Like I think it was three games in a row. Y'all went to race. Y'all played racing, Motor City, and then y'all played eighty two. Uh, actually, it was or the Glass Bad City did eighty two. We had the we had the Badgers first. Okay. Then we had Motor City, 
Then we had 82. Then we had Glass City. Then 82 again. Yeah. And then uh, we ended up playing 82 three times because we ended three up times playing. Yeah. So yeah, I, the, with the gauntlet that you guys went to, I know he just asked you what were your takeaways, but now coming into this PFA season, and we add in Detroit, Motor City, and those guys are coming over, and we and we're still able to get those uh, connections from other teams, from other leagues to play those tough games. What do you got? What do you think you guys are gonna be looking like this year? Are we gonna? I mean, because those those games you did play in, coach, am I gonna lie? Very, very close in the first halves. I think you guys play well first half games against those competitors. Second half, not you know things happen. What do you, what are you guys doing now, training wise, to try to complete those games against these top notch teams? Well, one uh, is the chemistry between my quarterback and his receivers. Um, last year was our first year with Reese. Um, the previous two years, we had. Uh, my now OC, uh, Antonio Davis, was my quarterback. And then going into this season, um, we're starting sooner, and our chemistry is going to be on point. Um, I went back and I dissected all of our films, so I know what my recruiting aspects was going into the offseason. Um, I've been talking to my quarterback all offseason, along with my young bucks, on things that uh, – cost us some games mm-hmm. um, all that stuff has been fixed talking to Andy um, Andy and I have a great relationship and some of the unnecessary penalties that cost us games i.e. the racing game we now have a better understanding on how to approach the referees on certain calls that way it doesn't go left and now and I lost my quarterback <laughs> I lost my defense because they're getting flags because they run off at the mouth because my quarterback got ejected. So right. now, uh, going into this new season that we got Motor City ran in, um, and now we got Detroit, um, Queen City's back. So our discipline has been our main focus point because it's what really cost us some of those games um, that we could have and should have won because of our discipline. So that's been my main focus going into the offseason, and I've been drilling it into my guys' uh, head. And then, you know, I picked up some picked up some new talent. So, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I mean, Coach, I, w- I, w- I was going to go there later, but I mean, since you're going there now, you know what I'm saying? You, <laughs> I mean, you know, what kind of talent you been picking up, Coach? What kind of? Matter of fact, uh, I ain't going to spill it, but stay tuned. I got a big announcement, you okay. know. Make sure, we'll, I, we'll make sure you do it on the rundown. We'll make sure you do it on the rundown. We uh, what we do over here, we have a process and we like to stick with the process. One of the biggest things that myself and my two other owners, uh, Ed and Coach Los, is we stick to our process. We don't deviate. We don't try to compete with other teams and what they're doing. Um, we take advice. Um, I've actually reached out uh, to, I believe, Coach Sims on longevity um i talked to the head coach of racine and got some advice uh from him on longevity um coming from a historic team like the comets who've been around for 20 years Mm -hmm. i want that longevity for the bucks um i'm not new to the game but as an owner 
I'm really, really green. Okay. Um, but yeah, you just just watch watch what you see because uh, I can't say what I want to say, but I'm gonna put it in the in the group room because I know we on live and you know um, censorship. We, we get, that, but, I can't I can't bleep it out. So if you don't if you have top secret stuff, don't. Uh, I mean, there's only worry, 17 hey, no, people watching. You ready? When you ready to to put it out there? I'm gonna give you this platform again. Now okay. it's it's my mentality is I'm a bridge between old school football and this new age football. Right. You know, you, you say in the comments, you speak, if you came from the comments, I know about the comments. So, I mean, you, you come from a breed, you know? So it's, I mean, my first year with, with the comments, we went 36 and oh, well, 36 and two. Wow. My first two season with the comments. Yeah. Comments was, the comments was like that. So, Coming over to the Bucks, you know, we started out rough. A lot of people didn't think we was gonna last. We went 0 and 3, made some adjustments, and then we went back to back. Like I said, you went back first three, and the reason why I say it is because like I'm glad you pointed out longevity. Because I was just talking to Coach Coach uh I'm saying Sims about how long Detroit has been a dominant team. You know what I'm saying? For nine straight seasons, they've been in the national championship game. So to to have your first three seasons, you know what I mean, end up you end up in a championship game. I know that makes you feel good, but like you said, what are can you tell us like what little things that you saw or that you see that you can kind of change to help you make it a longevity uh, organization, or is there things that possibly you know you need to stop that might keep you from being that longevity? Uh, organization that you found out during the season? Well, one of the things that I know myself as a, as a coach is I like to be as transparent with my players as possible. Um, this is a business first and foremost, but we're not dating. You know, we, we don't have to be behind the scenes and be subliminal with our messages. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the players who play for me personally respect that aspect because I am transparent. You know, I'm going to tell you how it is because I'm not attacking you as a man. I'm attacking you as a player. I expect you to do something as well as you expect me to coach you. You know, and the longevity part is just getting players who buy into your system. You can't force you know, what was what they say, a square peg and a round hole. Right. You know, and some of the guys that I that I really have built relationships. They're in different uniforms, but I'm still their coach. Mm -hmm. You know, they just don't fit what we're doing over here. And that's cool. I don't want nobody to be a buck who don't want to be a buck. Gotcha. I'm not about to go outside of our foundation and what we built the bucks on to compete. I'm not, I go, Oh, and 15 with guys who's going to stick to the process. I'm not about to just, I hate coined the phrase, but I don't want to buy my championship. Mm -hmm. I'm going to earn my championship. Mm -hmm. yes. I mean, it's, I said we had this conversation in the PFA owner's room, and this is just my opinion. I'm not knocking nobody for what they're doing. But as a owner, I cannot see myself paying players if one, myself, and my other two owners or my coaches are not getting paid. Mm -hmm. It's true fact. 
you know, it just don't make sense. You know, I make a decent salary as an individual, but I also have a family. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? Running a, running a minor league football team is not cheap. <laughs> nope. Nope. And me personally, and I'm just speaking for me, and my guys, we don't have corporate sponsorship. <laughs> you know, we got like, I got my own individual sponsorship. Um, one of my co-owners, he owns his own tow company. That's another sponsorship. But for the most part, it's coming out of our regular. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So until I can actually see some kind of return, and then if we can actually structure a payment plan, I can't right. see myself paying a few players and I have a roster of 50 people. Right, I gotta right. Keep, everybody's got to get their cut. Yep. It's only fair. It's only fair. I mean, it's been going on for a while, Coach. It's been going on for a while. It was just called different things, you know. Some some coaches say, oh, I'm just going to pay for your gas. You know what I'm saying? Some coaches be like, oh, I got a room for you, you know. And it was just done for certain players. You know what I'm saying? But what I always thought, to your point, that causes friction mm -hmm. when I know somebody else is getting a bag and I got a wife and I got a kid mm -hmm. and I feel like I contribute to this team as well and I can't get a bag either. So if I'm with you. If we are, if everybody can't split this pie, then can't nobody have another pie. <laughs> right, right. That's it. I'm not knocking nobody I, i've been around semi-pro in ohio because i'm not originally from ohio since 2009 you know what i'm saying and when i first got into semi-pro i played for the tri-state sharks you know we won we went oh and three had a little bye week came back built another team went to nationals won it the next year this and recruiting we had all alphas and no betas been there and it, it, it's rough with a full Man. coaching staff it's rough you got players fighting each other on the field and the owner just was like i can't i can't do this i can't do this you know what i'm saying so i mean i've, I've been around i know paying certain players you know it happens you know it's just like i said now that i'm on the other side of the coin as a owner right i can't see myself just paying one or two even giving one or two incentives to players without offering it to my entire team because everybody counts even those who just play special teams for me they count they may not be regular offensive starters or defensive starters they're everybody on my team has a role and it's appreciated so therefore i'm not about to pay you know i got a hall of fame quarterback but his offensive line ain't getting nothing. Right. <laughs> I mean, that, that's understandable. I mean, totally. Like, no, I mean, just. Yeah. Um, one last thing, Coach, uh, into this new season, um, what can the PFA expect from the Bucs uh, moving forward, not only in football, but in your surrounding community as well from you guys? Uh, we got a lot of things um, cooking. Um, we're doing a homeless drive to where we're going to take some donations, take it to the Salvation Army. Uh, we was going to do uh, serve, food, <laughs> serve food to the homeless, mm -hmm. but due to my work schedule 
and uh, some of my players work schedule. We weren't able to do it, but we just had to push it out to a later date. And as far as what you're going to see on the field, there's there's no slouching. As Dunk's been – as he's been advocating all offseason, we elevate every year. So we had, what, three, four losses? Well, I'm going to ask you, Coach, just like I asked Coach T, because he, he – he, he got his own little problem in the deep. <laughs> I know what's coming. Your, you got a you got a little situation up in Sin City. Who who run the nasty? You who 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 run the nasty natty up here? Sin City. Sin City running okay. And and until you beat us, we run we run the city. Hey, good, fair enough. And uh, one more <laughs> coach. Um, so while, while you're in the hot seat of that question, uh, who do you got in the bowl games coming up? And I'm going to start with the 82 chargers since you've known them and you played them in the championship versus the Indy bison. I mean, who do you got? Uh, 82. Okay. Okay. And what about the prime and the Ravens? I've actually did, um, my little homework. I know you don't really see a whole lot of film on the Ravens. They like cast but a friendly ghost. I just said that. The boogeyman. Yep. The boogeyman, yeah. I know a lot of people who played them, and you can't get no better film or information than those who actually played them. I'm going to have to give the nod to the Ravens. Oh, there you go. And I think Coach uh, Coach Wheeler's been doing some uh, um, intel on the Ravens getting ready for this coming up season, it sounds like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. This, I mean, uh, I think we're still slated to go to Racine this season. It was kind of part of our little deal with them camp coming down here. We just don't have the dates and stuff situated. But, yeah, it's – I have to. I wouldn't be a, a, a coach first if I just went in. Right. It. They're the juggernauts. Oh, yeah. Do this. In order to be the best, you got to play the best. Exactly. Now, wait, wait, wait. Say that one more time, Coach. People... In order to be the best, you got to play the best. Right. Okay. See, that's that's the second time we've heard something like that on this show, and and just making sure that me and Chris and yeah, and a couple others are not the ones that only think that. But, um, man, thanks again for jumping on, and uh, we appreciate your time and uh, the chat. And anytime you want to come on, just let us know, and uh, we'll get you on. Players or owner, other owners, coaches, um, whatever, we'll get you on, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Anytime, fellas. Thanks, Coach. All right. Awesome, man. Uh, another great. good uh, – yeah, another good guest. Um, but uh, um, get ready to wrap the show up here soon. Uh, we're going for an hour. Not too bad. Uh, it looks like we still got an average about 18 people. Most of most of the comments are from Tylus. The I'm going to dub him the – someone said he was drama queen or something, I think, in the chat. I don't know. We still we still Somebody love you, Tyler. Shout out to my man Jimmy, the head coach of the uh, Pitbulls. He was tap he tapped in. He was watching the show. Shout out to Jimmy Melvin, one of the owners. Um, let's 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 talk about Daytona a little bit more, man. Um, First man. of all, I'm just glad that we I'm I don't know any league, so I'm just gonna say we are the only league that I know. So I'm gonna say it like that that has three teams. Playing in the national championship, so that if that don't tell you about our league right there, I mean that 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 should, because I don't know a league that can at least that had I know a league that probably had two, 
probably had two, not three though, not three. And we're talking big dogs, Detroit Ravens, Motor City, both and the Sin City Bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, it's the teams that they're playing. I'm anxious to see. I am anxious to see the 82 Charger game. Mm-hmm. 82 Charger against Indy. I am. Indy's Indy's been coming along. They got the little Indy red, Indy blue. You know what I'm saying? Teams going on or whatever. Uh, but I played against 82, and like and like Coach said, when you we don't know a lot about the other team, but you played against the team that they're playing, it's kind of hard to go against them. Well, and, let's 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 break that down a little bit because um, obviously the the Bison came from the MCFL. Right. They were they ran through the the teams that they played but most of those games were forfeits still a win not knocking that and they got to the playoffs and lost by one point to the bird gang mm-hmm. you know it was a good game it was back and forth um 82 chargers i can't remember what their record was but you know they were in the back-to-back uh championship games the first year they played the pit bulls i don't know if yeah. you were playing that year but what was it triple overtime or something triple crazy? overtime triple overtime we were able to pull it out um at the end um this this past year they started off really rocky and it really looked like uh, Sin City was going to run away with it. Um, and 82 Chargers with uh, that championship build that they have started winning games towards the middle and in, in the season and made the playoffs and was able to, you know, put wood to uh, belt the ass, if I'm going to say it, keep it hunted, to everybody right. else in the playoffs and uh, won the championship. But I will say this. It, when it comes to semi-pro, to me, it comes to quarterback play. And if Mike Wilson is quarterback in the 82 Chargers, I can't go against Mike Wilson. I, I played have Mike never, Wilson uh, my quarterback at one point in time. I've seen Mike play too many. I, we call him Willie Beeman for a reason. Okay. Like the man is he's the he's he's dang near like the GOAT right now of mm-hmm. semi pro when it comes to winning championships, the number of championships he's won. The teams he's played on, the success they've had, like everywhere Mike go, Mike win. So if Indy can pull it out, I'm hey, kudos to you guys. But I, I if I'm putting money on something, I'm putting money on Mike. Yeah, I'm I'm I don't, I'm I don't think uh, definitely would disagree with me with that. Definitely looking forward to all the games they're playing. Uh, there's two playing at the in Daytona, and then the Motor City Rams are playing um just outside of Orlando. Um as well now, the Motor City, now which team is playing not we have another team playing a a, a tournament like tournament like game in is that is that correct am i speaking correct the outlaws the outlaws are um not part of the pfa but um they are playing in the dirty bowl to get to miami for the sunshine bowl so if they win the dirty bowl they go to miami for the sunshine bowl um but the Motor City rams are playing um Outside of Orlando, the same weekend that the Daytona games are going okay. on. That's all I got. Um, I told you this Motor City, Motor City thing is confusing. Oh no, That's man! So damn many. Like, yeah. Who run Detroit? Because all had these the, teams keep popping up. Had the flyer. They're playing a Hurricanes. I think. Um, I think we talked about that earlier. And I yeah, think yeah. Marsh, Marshfield Hurricanes out of Massachusetts. Yep. Yep. Um, the national. Decent. NFE Bowl game, uh, number eight, obviously the Hurricanes and versus number 12, the Motor City Rams. Um, and then you have the games in Daytona, 
which is going to be really nice down. Hopefully the weather's good down there. If you're down there, you can stop by the beach, check it, it out. It was you, nice last year when I played. It was definitely nice last year down in, you down got, in Miami. We played down oh, in the Sunshine again. Yeah, I was in Miami for the Sunshine Bowl the previous year when the Wolverine, the Fort Wayne Wolverines uh, played. Um, so you got the the USA Bowl, which is the national uh, the bowl series, and you got the Ravens playing the prime, which is the actual national champ- national championship. And then um, you have the Bison and the Chargers, which is uh, another bowl game. And then you got a couple other games that are the River City Rough Riders and the Tulsa Gators. And I can't read. That's too small. There's My five games from total. the National uh, National Players Association. Brian, he said the Hurricanes QB is nice. Is it? Okay. That's 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 what the National Players Association. Uh, my man is saying he's saying the QB is nice. He would know. He he knows all the players. He's saying so, it's nice. Uh, so we we we'll see, we'll see. Motor City we'll does have a stout. Motor City has a stout defense, so we definitely can see, um, what's what. But I'm I'm anxious. Of course, we going we rooting all PFA. We went three right, right. You know, we went all three of them. I don't know but if we'll I'm have definitely anxious. I don't. Honestly, in that Detroit Ravens prime game, I don't really see a loser. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really see a loser because both of them teams, if you play anybody else, they win. Mm-hmm. They play anybody. If prime plays anybody else in that national championship game, they win. Detroit plays them, but they win. So right. them two playing against each other, it's a win for us as a as a semi-pro community, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, to actually have that game on tap. That's why I said that's a real national championship game. Yeah. That ain't no – Make like you said, we both team teams when they leave. We got one team who didn't win about 46 games straight. Detroit Ravens they made a nine straight uh national championship game. They like LeBron at this point of, of semi pro making it to the championship game. So something got to give. So yeah, when you got when you have games like that, I don't really think it's a loser. We 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 we're winning. Right, right. And and you know, on that note. <clears throat> As you say, it's a true national championship. They won their leagues. They played competition outside of their state. They didn't stay inside their league. Now, go, winning your league and going 12-0 and 0 and just beating all the, the – how do I say this nicely? Crappy teams in your league and, and then getting a bowl game is kind of janky to me. But, again, I'm not a football player and never played football. I'm just a media person. But, you know, to a media as a media aspect, I think it's, it's silly for – someone to get a bowl game that didn't win their championship and then call it a national championship because it's really not. Um, but whatever you want to tell yourself, whatever makes you feel happy at the end of the day, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not trying to tell you different, but uh, who's on the show next week? Next week, uh, we're going to have Queen, uh, Queen City Raiders head coach and owner is going to be on with us. Um, we also, because I just see a comment in there uh, about our PFA two-way teams. Mm-hmm. So next week we're going to be doing a preview of both the two A and of course you heard us talk about some of the three A teams today. Mm-hmm. But we're going to go through a whole little rundown, schmodown of everybody that's in the PFA for the twenty twenty four season, and then we're also going to talk about uh, more more talk about these upcoming games. Probably try to see if we can get some interviews, maybe from some other guys from other leagues. If we get some Marshfield Hurricane, you know, yeah, everybody yeah. can tag them. You know, be more than happy to have him on Na- the show. National player, uh, national yeah. player, the national player guy. If you can link me up with that, you know, the Hurricane guys or any Indy Bisons, you know, out there want to, you know, be on the show next week to talk about your team. We want, we want to definitely talk about the game, um, the, those national championship games leading up uh, to next week. 
And um, that's that's what we got booked for next week. Anything else? Yeah. We'll, we'll see how it goes. There. We'll see how it goes. And uh, like, uh, thanks to all of our guests. We, you know, Andy Hamilton coming on, our director Man, of officials definitely. for the PFA, um, Coach Wheeler from the Cincinnati Bucks, and of course, uh, T Sims, the owner, uh, coach of the Detroit Ravens. Um, all guests tonight on our first episode of the Rundown presented by the PFA, and also, um, I don't remember the I have the sponsors in front of me, but thanks to all the sponsors for the PFA and. Uh, um, hopefully we'll be thanking some of the sponsors uh, for the podcast soon, huh? Yeah. And before we let you guys go, please, please like, subscribe, follow. Two seconds, get, three seconds. Yeah. Pass. All right. Um, get, get us some likes and subscribes on all of our social media so we can uh, get more, uh, be able to Facebook, get better. Instagram, yeah. TikTok, YouTube, we everywhere. Be on Spotify by next week. We everywhere. So, Yep. It's not a platform that we're not going to try to be on that you can't get content about the PF, about uh, the rundown of um, things that are going on with the PFA as far as the games, highlights, et cetera. So please tap in, man. Tap in. And uh, that's going to be it for us. I'm Brian and my uh, my partner in crime here, Chris Cousins. Uh, we'll be back next week, 7 o'clock on Thursday. Um, we'll talk about more Daytona games and stuff like that. But uh, everybody have a good rest of the week and uh, be safe and take care.